Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. Many of us on a day-to-day basis play a game with ourselves. And the name of the game is What If. And it's a game of probability. And our perceived idea of what the future will hold for us. We constantly ask ourselves, what if this goes wrong? What if I can't do it? What if I'm not strong enough, smart enough? What if I don't have what it takes in order to do it? And of course, that means that there is the opposite to the negative what if game. We can also play the positive what if game. We can say, what if we are good enough to do this? What if we can have everything that we want to have? What if we are capable of achieving our dreams? And we can continue to play the what if game from the perspective of the positive. And this is many people's proposed solution to this kind of negative self-talk, to transmute the negative what if, the what if I'm not good enough, to what if I am. However, there is always going to be a level of not only doubt, but also uncertainty. Any time that you're playing that what if game. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to control an outcome. Rather than seeing what happens, rather than just accepting both outcomes, rather than playing the game of life and saying, hey, I'm going to do what I feel is best to do. And whatever comes from that, let it be. I accept whatever the outcome is from me doing this. For me, not playing the what if game is really the only way to remove that anxiety. Because even if I am saying, what if I am good enough? What if I'm strong enough? That still means that there is a possibility that it cannot happen, that the negative is still there. Even if we're coming from a point of view of the positive, you cannot eradicate that negative side to the statement. What if I am good enough implies that there are two paths, one where you are good enough and one where you are not good enough. And to me, the only real way to win the what if game is to stop playing it, is to do what we feel like doing, follow our intuition, make the decisions that we want to make, and almost take a leap of faith while accepting both outcomes, rather than trying to control the future. We let go of that necessity to predict the outcome and be right. And we see, we live our experience, and we see what comes to us. We see how our life will develop without us trying to wrestle with it, without us trying to submit life into our mode of what perfection is. Because what this allows us to do is to step into 
a state of play. A state where we experience for experience's sake, rather than trying to do things that will create events in the future. If I do this, this will happen in the future. But of course, we all know that that is not guaranteed. We could say, well, if you work every day for, you know, 24 hours a day, then you're going to be rich in the future. Well, that seems like it should happen. It seems like it would increase your probability of it happening, but it's not guaranteed. And we have no idea what the future will actually present to us. Therefore, we will always, when playing the what-if game, have it in the back of our mind that the future that we are trying to create may not happen. And with that will always come a state of anxiety because we're trying to control something that we have no control over. We have no control over the future. There are things that we can do that would increase the likelihood of something happening, but there are no guarantees. Therefore, the best thing that we can really do is to speak what we want, to set the desire, to set the goal, to set the intention, and then to make the moves that the universe prevents to us. Seize the opportunities that come to us. Because to play the what-if game suggests that we know what is best for us. And there is an old Taoist story of an old farmer who had worked for his crops for many years. One day his horse ran away, and upon hearing the news, his neighbours came to visit. And they said, oh my god, that's such terrible luck. And the farmer replied, maybe. And the next morning, his horse returned. And it brought three other wild horses with it. And they said, oh my god, how wonderful is that, that you now have two extra horses? And he said, maybe. And the next day after that, his son tried to ride one of the new horses, and it wasn't tamed, and it threw him off, and he broke his leg. And the neighbours came and said, how terrible that is that that happened to you. And he says, maybe. And the day after, the military conscription came to his house, and they tried to take his son into the military. But because his leg was broken, they said that he, they couldn't, he couldn't be drafted. And the neighbours said, oh my God, that's so amazing for you. And he said, maybe. And the whole point of that story is to suggest that we don't know what is going to happen in the future. We have no idea. It's impossible for us, while in the moment, to decide what is good and what is bad for us. What our life should be is rarely an accurate reflection of what it really is, or what is really best for us. We have all these ideals that are kind of force-fed to us through social media, news, movies, society as a whole, and the standards that it imposes on us. And we get told, this is a good life. This is what you should have. And usually that includes having a lot of things and a lot of money, and basically being a productive member of society where you are trading and accumulating many things. And that makes you productive, therefore you're helping the system and to perpetuate that system. Therefore, you are deemed to be good. And that is deemed to be a good life. But 
I'm sure many of you think, well, that's not really what I want. That's not what resonates with me. That's not the kind of thing, you know, I don't really care about the materialistic. But you may have a different ideal that is being fed to you in some other way, that something else is really good. But it's really difficult for us to know what is good and what is bad. The things, the worst things that have ever happened to me have led to something down the line that have often been the most transformative and beautiful experiences of my life. And some things that were deemed to be the best parts of my life have often fallen and crumbled into rubble into, you know, and led to some of the worst events in my life. And at the time, I was obviously judging them very differently. I was saying, wow, this is amazing. Wow, this is terrible. But I didn't know what the future was going to present to me. And while playing the what if game, while judging all these things and trying to say, well, if I make this step and this step, trying to like chess life, while saying, if I make this move and this move, then I'm going to win. And really, as complex as chess is, it is not even one iota as complex as life. There are far too many variables to consider. You could do everything perfect. You could have a perfect diet, perfect exercise routine, and be the healthiest person in the world, and then have an aneurysm and die, or get hit by a car. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you did all of those things that you deemed to be right at the time that led to a long life. You were expecting to lead it to, you know, lead it to longevity. But it's not guaranteed. And of course, we can play the odds. We can say, well, you know, if we do this, it will increase our chances of that happening. It will increase our chances of living longer. But for a start, who says that living longer is better? That is something that we have deemed as, uh, you know, that is still a construct, that we deem the fact that we live longer and have zero health, that's a good thing. because. We don't want to die and we have this terrible fear in society of death. So we deem anything to do with death terrible. And the longer we can postpone it, the longer we can move it far over there, the better. But that isn't necessarily true. The more you accept death as a, a rational and tangible component to life and the fact that it will happen and it could literally happen at any time, the more free you will feel. Because you won't be trapped in this what-if future. You will just be living right now. Here, now, in the present. Because that is really all you can really do. You can use the time that you have right now in these seconds to do the things that you want to do. That connect with you. And that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, live carefree and not considering any element of the future not look after yourself, not, you know, just drink yourself to death immediately and completely, you know, just have go from one luxury to another. But it does mean that you free yourself from this idealistic control of future events. And we can move from this what if control structure to a let's see what happens structure, a structure of trust a structure of exploration and play, one that allows us and frees us to 
basically live and see what happens to enjoy the surprise of life we're not meant to control every element of life we're not meant to have everything that we want at the click of a finger we are meant to be surprised to experience to sh that and that means to struggle and to enjoy to fill the depths and the heights of life rather than control our lives to feel like we can protect ourselves and build this structure of life in a way that will never feel suffering never feel sad never feel loss and you know we're building all of this stuff and all of this kind of foundation in order to protect ourselves from experiencing life and once you let go of that once you free yourself from feeling like you must live and you must do certain things in order to bring you closer to this ideal construct of life that you have in your head, the sooner you will find peace and the freedom that you desire. True freedom lies in acceptance of experiencing what we're meant to experience without trying to control that experience. Thank you for listening.